If we if we badly it up, do we just redo that part, or how does it work? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hello guys. Uh, thanks for listening to Game of Thrones Burning Questions. This is episode one of a podcast. My name's Jack. Alongside me, my brother-in-law, Peppy. Hello, mate. Yeah, hey, mate. How are you going? We, we couldn't have picked a worse time to be jumping on board a Game of Thrones podcast. Are you kidding, bro? I reckon there's there's no podcast of Game of Thrones out there. No. Like it's like, <laughs> we've just... We saw the hole in the market. We thought, you know what Game of Thrones is missing? Uh, apart from, obviously, a, a solid storyline, which is doesn't have <laughs> without a podcast about it i actually think most people don't even know what podcasts are that's how early we are in this thing man so you can say what you want i know where we're sitting so um burning questions this is a show where we want to uh, go through the most popular fan theories online and predictions for season eight all the questions that sort of are being asked what could happen you and i are both only we haven't read the books no Good on anybody who has read those books. Losers. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we've uh, just rewatched the series for the second time. Yes. And I think a lot of people may have been doing that in the year or two between season seven and season eight. I yep. would say, yeah, pretty much bang on two years since the end of season seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we want to go through today is what we've learned from watching Game of Thrones the second time round, all the things that we've picked up on yep. that might have just gone straight past you the first time you've watched it. Possible. Possible. <laughs> okay, are we ready? we're ready to start the podcast yes we are thanks for tuning in today's episode of burning questions is brought to you by citadel candles citadel candles come in their ever popular range of scents including hay bark and hoof why not try their new premium exotic scented range including essence of khaleesi Kingslayer's Nub Sweat or Lisa Aaron's Breast Milk. Tastes just like you, mommy! Robin loves this candle. All orders received this month will come with a bonus limited candle, steak roasted Shireen. <laughs> Ask Stanos. It will haunt your nostrils. Oh, my daughter! Citadel Candles. Seriously. There's a shit ton of candles in this show. Who's making them all? Yeah, who is making them all? I don't know. Maybe we should tack that in... In an upcoming podcast. I feel sorry for our listeners. <laughs> uh, welcome to the first episode of Game of Thrones Burning Questions. Today's episode, what we have learned from watching Game of Thrones the second time round. Hopefully you guys have all watched it at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> or at least once. Yeah, anything at all would help. <laughs> um, I think the first thing that stood out to me, first time round, I couldn't stand Bran. Yes, neither. Bran to Same me... Here had the personality of, like, Bran the cereal. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at it and you go... Like, like, you've got to put a lot of honey on it to get through Bran. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly it. Yeah, and yeah. you just get annoyed by it because you don't understand sort of his yeah. importance yes. or his power until you watch it a second time. Exactly. And I think that's sort of where um, watching Bran and everybody the first time through may have been huge followers of Rob Stark yes. and then Jon Snow and all these people who are trying to get rid of the Lannisters when you know that I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the power in the Stark family lies within Bran and mm-hmm. what he can actually do as the three-eyed raven. Yeah. But it used to just frustrate me, like even his dreams. I'm just like, why is this part of this storyline? Exactly. I just want to see more slashing. That's it. That's it. You realize after you watch it the second time, or while actually during watching it the second time, is how newbie you were watching season one because you'd only ever watched shows that had good endings. Yeah. Had the good guy generally always wins. Even if the good guy dies at the end, it's generally for a good cause and the greater good prevails, right? Yes. Game of Thrones literally 
after you watch it a couple of times, or especially after you've done watching it for the first time, it, it sucks the life out of you <laughs> to the point where, like for myself, the first time I watched it, I was rooting for Rob Stark the whole way. When yeah. he died, obviously, there was a, it still is a shocking moment, but you realize the second time you watch it, how many mistakes he made. And to a person that would have at that time been like a veteran Game of Thrones watcher, mm-hmm. you would have seen his death and his mistakes coming a long time before they did. And the second time you watch it, I was so disappointed in myself for the first time i would have thought jesus how look looking through rose-colored glasses was i looking at this bloke yeah um, why why were we picturing him to be the leader yeah, yeah when you know a nurse could just come along and distract him exactly yeah. and that's what essentially doing, Rob? essentially that's what happened like it's he was literally on his on this concourse to avenge his dad and all of his plans all of his tactical moves like promising to marry one of walder frey's daughters to get through that certain section of the map mm-hmm. all of that was just cast aside for basically a hot chick. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> a hot chick and a couple of band-aids. Could you imagine if like Alexander the Great back in the day where he's like going to conquer a new nation was yeah. just like, hold yeah. on a second. Yeah. <laughs> There's a pretty girl. I know. It's like basically it's the equivalent of when you look at how silly that is, it's the equivalent of Brad Pitt marching on the walls of Troy and being like, <laughs> Hector! And then he sees Hector, he's like, Hector's not actually that bad. Yeah. And then, then he forgets that he's there to avenge his younger cousin. So and I think it gives that- you a, an understanding because there's this whole uh, pride and team uh, sense in the north about the north bands together and everything but you know all these men have sort of dedicated their armies yep. to march south with rob mm-hmm. and then when he goes after a girl instead and ruins the war yeah like he just it was his fault yeah yeah of course they wouldn't answer the call you know, the, was it the Battle of the Bastards yeah. where they were, where Sansa's going, hey, can you guys come help us out? We don't have many horse guys. Mm. Like, of Thank course God they weren't there. Leanna Mormont. And we'll talk about more about oh, yeah. that later. <laughs> we just say Leanna Mormont. <laughs> That's who I pray to at night time. <laughs> She's the number one character in this entire series. I, I agree. I'll do uh, I'll do a Tom and myself if they kill her off. <laughs> I really, re- they, I really, really hope uh, they show her as a more central character as well in season eight. Yeah, um, she's just such a badass. She is. Um, the second time, the second time you watched it, who did you watch it with? Who were you watching it for? I was surprised first time round. I had I didn't have much recollection of Benji. Yep. Going north. So when he came to save Bran mm-hmm. after the Hodor episode, yep. hold the door. Yep. I was like, oh, who's this guy? Not realizing everything that had happened. So I, I wanted to sort of understand Bran a little bit better. Also, Jamie, who I think, like, when you watch it a second time, there is absolutely, uh, apart from Jamie pushing Bran. Yeah. Well, to, poor little Bran. Yeah, out of a window where he shouldn't have been anyway. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. What is he doing? What's it's he doing? Quarters. It could, he, he, Jamie could, each one of them could have been having Congress with whoever and it was exactly. still inappropriate. So I would have still pushed him off. So, <laughs> but, but there's no reason for the House Stark and House Lannister to hate each other mm. from the start. So yep. understanding the politics and going, I think second time around, you know, you look towards these guys with the swords to being where the power is, but Lord Baelish, he's pulling strings from day one. Yeah. I yeah. think when you remember the assassin who tried to get Bran in his sleep and you go, oh, did Tyrion put the dagger in his yeah. hand because it was Valyrian and like well, Lannister gold or whatever? At the time, being an un- uninitiated Game of Thrones watcher, I yeah. was straight away, like, <laughs> I-, I was just like, the bad guys did that. Yeah. Like, and I was looking at Jamie and Cersei straight yeah. away. But straight away. There's no, but it was Baelish the whole time. So whole time. I think the second time round, and you know, Baelish does some good when he comes and saves the day at the Battle of the Bastards and things yeah. like that. But I think... 
you know, he was a big player second time around that you don't really realize the first time around. You just think he runs the brothel and yep. changes his voice at some point, mm-hmm. you know, where he's speaking normally and then he yep. puts on his Baelish voice later on. Yeah, he doesn't hit. At, at, at first, he's literally like a chav Englishman. He's like, oh, yeah, Sansa. Yeah, come come along to the brothel. Oh, no, love. Yeah, yeah, great, darling. Yeah. And, then, and then all of a sudden, like you, an episode later, he's like, Lady Stark. <laughs> I am the silver fox of Westeros. <laughs> no, and it, it, then it gets to the point where it's comp. You see that in season one. Yeah. The change of, also the change in actor of Dario. Yeah. From that young. I didn't really pick that uh, the, the, at the that, time. I didn't yeah. notice it. Yes. I don't know. Yes. A lot of people, I guess, would listen and go, of course, you know, somebody's yep. changed actor. But- yeah. That was a big change. Um, you also, obviously, going back into season one, you realize how, you, you know, we all love Ned Stark because we all relate him to our dads. And we're, yes. like, we're like, that guy's a great guy. He's and also, like my dad. He was in Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just a fighter. You, like, you want to get behind Bean. him always. Sean Bean. <laughs> he, he can pull, he's the only man on earth that can pull off a man bun. And it actually looks yes. all right. Everyone else is like, you literally look like, I just want to tug on that. I think the other person who really, if you look at the domino effects, is what may have started all these wars. Hmm. Catelyn Stark made the most crucial or critical error mm. in the entire series mm-hmm. when she captured Tyrion yeah. and took him to the Vale and that's when uh, he met Bronn yeah. and everything happened there. But if that never happened, if she just calmed her tits just a little bit yeah. about it and let everything happen, there'd be no reason to behead Ned Stark. Sansa'd mm. still be getting married to Joffrey. Yeah. Uh, th- there'd be a lot still going on yeah. to keep the houses aligned. Yes. But she was just hell-bent because she thought the Lannisters were out to kill Bran for yeah. some reason, yeah. which wasn't really the case. Yeah. It'll snowballed from there. Yeah, you can't... I mean, look, you can't really... Like, you could say, you could argue that what set things into motion that actually gave Lady Stark the motivation to do that was actually Jamie banging his sister. Yes. But then it's like, you know what? We're human beings. We can't control who we love. And this is I'm not gonna. Time. I'm not going to blame him. And you know what? <laughs> Lena, he- Lena Headey or Lena Headley, whatever she is, yeah. she's pretty hot. Yeah. Like, yeah. You I wouldn't can't have tell problem. me that like, uh, like a Miranda Kerr's brother... Yeah. has never thought yeah. he wished he lived in Game of Thrones times. That's it. That's it. I just want to, sis, come here. I want to chuck a leg over. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, what are the, what are the, <laughs> what character, let me ask you, did yeah. you like more watching it the second time? Because we've only spoken about characters we've sort of been more disappointed in. Basically, all the Starks disappoint you. The, all the Starks disappoint except, you. Except, except for Arya. Arya. Exactly. Yeah. She's the only badass out of the Stark family. Yeah. Yep. Her and Ned are the only two that... Yep. Um, who, what was the question? Who do you like more having watched it a second time? None. None? I, don't, I don't know. Oh, maybe the Hound. What attracts you to these people is like the nobility they have. So yeah. I'd say him... Uh, you know, if you look at like Tyrion was always cool the first time round. He's I, I, he's he's mine for even cool the second time around. Yeah, and and a lot of it is down to Peter Dinklage just being the greatest actor on the show potentially. I think he was the greatest actor from season two onwards. There's yeah. this scene in season one where he's with a whore where he like bites. He's like, he goes like like yeah. there's that teeth clench thing. And yeah, I, just, yeah. I, I just remember going yeah, like, like, like who is this guy? He, he wasn't even acting at the time. He was just living through one of his own sexual fantasies. The director was like, God, we don't have enough time. Today. God damn it, Peter! Red Peter, <laughs> who put a bite on the teleprompter? <laughs> Whatever you write, Dinklage will read. <laughs> He's just there. They're like, "Quick, get the cameras over there!" It's like it was shot more in like Steadicam, like The yeah. Bachelor. Like, Dinklage is out with the girls. This is the scene. <laughs> 
oh, I, think, yeah. I think the uh, the other question that comes up when you watch it the second time is everybody's talking about who's going to be on the throne at the end of season eight. Mm-hmm. Now the Targaryens had the throne. Yes, they did. Baratheon, Robert Baratheon, took it off him. Yes, in he did. that battle where Jamie nicknamed Kingslayer yes. stabs the Mad King. Yes, right? yes. Now, so you've got two claims to the throne because it annoys me so much still that Cersei's sitting on the throne because it's gone through Robert Baratheon. Then Joffrey Baratheon, who's not a Baratheon, is a Lannister. Mm. It gets passed down from Joffrey to Tommen and then to Cersei. Well, Cersei, after Tommen died, Cersei just sort of took the throne, didn't she? Yep. And then she had obviously leeway with the King's Guard, so everybody in the immediate area backed her. You know, a lot of families are, are battling for the throne at the moment. You gotta argue whether or not uh, Gendry's got the claim being the bastard son of Robert. Yes. So he he's the eldest son of Robert who had the last legitimate seat, though you've got Daenerys going after it. And then we find out that Daenerys' older brother, is it Rhaegar? Rhaegar Targaryen, yes. Who was with um, the Stark girl. Uh, Lyanna Stark. She was promised to Robert. Apparently, what happened was Rhaegar kidnapped her, quote unquote. Yep. And then that's what started this whole war because Rhaegar... But she loved it though. Rhaegar was madly... Yeah, what, that's, that's what actually turned out. So Rhaegar was madly in love with her. Mm. Um, not pun intended. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but that's what set off the whole chain. So there was a battle at the Trident. Yep. That's when Robert killed Rhaegar. But in the meantime, he had hidden her at the Tower of Joy. Hidden her again. That's where that epic two-handed sword fighter was. Young Ned killed him after he was stabbed. That's still, I I reckon, the best fighter thus far in the show. Has to be the best fighter. I agree. So who do you think between Gendry, uh, Daenerys, and Jon Snow, who's got the most legitimate claim? I think Jon. It's Daenerys' older brother. Or maybe we could say that it's even with Gendry, but it's Daenerys' older brother, and it's his legitimate-born son, and here's why. They were secretly married. So John wasn't born out of wedlock. Liana and Rhaegar were were married before. Yep. So Bran takes you back there with one but of his But hasn't John bent the knee to Daenerys? He has now, I think. But he bending it without actually doing it. I think it was after they went north of the wall and she found him in the bed, like sitting there. And mm-hmm. then he calls her my queen. Yep. So, uh, but they don't know. They yeah. don't know yet. That's right. And then Peter Dinklage is outside the door. In return for bending, Daenerys then bends over as well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then there's a yeah. rumor now that maybe there's a little baby on the way. That's it. I would say that it would happen. and Because it's not probably not the only time they're going to slammy whammy. No, either. they're not. Okay. <laughs> the, the, it, boat it, the, the, the boat was a rock. The boat was a rock and Tyrion chose to not come a knocking. Alrighty. But real life Tyrion yeah. was like, just let me in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> season one, Tyrion wants to get in there. The director apparently had to cut away because Tyrion was doing his bite mark thing again. So they at were, the door, at like the a door. dog barking yeah, outside, yeah. just yapping to get <laughs> in. It's like John is like, Daenerys like, John, are you growling? He's like, no, auntie, I'm not growling. I think you could hear in the background of some of Tyrion's sex scenes, <laughs> someone be like, Peter, no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess we'll see. There's uh, yeah. seven episodes. Is, uh, is it six what are, um, we, what are we given? I think it's seven, but they're all longer than they've ever been before. So I yeah. think they're all uh, like an hour and a half minimum. So I don't know what, no one really knows what to expect. They've obviously got to tie off a lot of loose ends, but that's why they've been killing off characters and bringing them closer and closer to maybe come to whatever happens at the end of the show. Yep. We all assume that there's going to be someone sitting on the Iron Throne, but I don't yeah. know why. In, like, I think we're all still... Well, someone's got to. Like, as long as the, the White Walkers have the ability to raise the dead. Yep. Like, this is why it like, frustrates me when the North will say, do we have enough numbers to hold them off? No, because like 
even yeah. if you're down to one on one, mm. and then the White Walker wins, he's going to raise up twice the army that exactly. he's got. Yeah, it's basically everybody who was just killed. Yeah, so is back. You'd hope that if so it comes to one on one, at once. Hopefully, <laughs> two handed sword guy is still alive <laughs> for the end of that. And javelin world champion. He's got um, an army. I think that in the maybe the second last or the last episode when he when he spears Viserion, it's one a of the heavy javelin. Too, yeah, and holding. he literally flicks this thing like how I would flick my pen across the table. Yeah, he's got a mistrunchable from Matilda style <laughs> sling in his shot, has he? He lets this thing rip. They should have got Samuel Tarly to hoe into some mud cake after that. Um, <laughs> you Dan- can do it, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, and then they've got Tyrion Lannister as Danny DeVito. <laughs> It's like, Danny, stop clenching your teeth. <laughs> There's many ways they could have gone, which is why Game of Thrones is so so good. That's what we've learned from watching it a second time. Um, just again, basically. Again, so, uh, uh, for so far, listeners, aren't we consistent with what we said at the start? This is literally like college dropout level of knowledge. That's, that's, that's what it is. Here's the research we've done. Our eyeballs yeah, watching we, it again. We, uh, we haven't read the books. All we've done is watch the TV show, which... I would say the majority of Game of Thrones fans have done. Yeah, if you want to go deep dive in the books, go to your grandmother's basement and do so. <laughs> Close the door and don't come back. Put your PJs on. We'll see you on the other side. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if there is a feud between people who have read the books and people who have watched the TV show because... The, what's been actually really good about our book readers, okay, I'm going to give them a compliment now, is apparently... I they, don't have anything against the book readers, no, by the way. I just no. don't have the time to read the books. No, but apparently they were really, really good. Like, looking back in time when, for example, The Red Wedding, when that aired... Yeah. No one really knew what was about to happen except the book readers because right. that exactly thing happened in the books, yet they didn't spoil it for everybody. Good on the book readers. They're good on the book readers there. Thank you, book readers. <laughs> now no, shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold the door. <laughs> Do you think anyone's still listening now? <laughs> no, that's the end of it. Peter, stop! <laughs> Peter, stop it! <laughs>